Are you ready to be punched in the nuts by the truth? Then get ready for the number one no-nonsense, zero-bullshit, whiner-free podcast that Time Spiral magazine stated. What Viagra does for old people, this show does for magic players. It's the one, the only, Public Enemies Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode number 40 of Public Enemies Podcast. I am Tangent. With me, as always, is the angriest 12-year-old girl in magic, Dr. Jeebus. What's up? Hey, how's it going? And uh, joining us for the first time is someone who is known throughout, well, Seattle, and also throughout the internet on the podcast BJ Shea's Geek Nation. It is the Reverend Enfuego. What's up? Not much. Thank you for the uh, for such a nice intro. <laughs> oh man, you well, hey, dude, you're an awesome dude. I've known you for a while, few years now, actually. Yeah. So uh, it's cool to actually be able to podcast with you. I I know that at one point in time you were uh, inviting me on BJ Shea's Geek Nation to talk about magic, and I had to have someone sub for me because you do that during the day when I'm working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be cool, and if I can't do that, then I might as well have you on here to to BS a little bit. So totally, yeah, I'll always figured out. It's always fun to talk magic. I never uh, never seem to get tired of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you guys, you only talk magic once a week, is that right? Yeah, uh, our Tuesday podcasts are uh, about magic, and right. uh, it's pretty easy to. It's hard to like kind of subscribe to that if you just want to listen to the magic podcasts. But fortunately, uh, people can go to bjgeeknation.com, and if you just want to hear the magic podcasts, we have a whole drop down menu then and a site on there that actually just has the magic ones. And if you like other geeky stuff, you can always uh, check out the other stuff and subscribe to it like that. Yeah, and I definitely recommend like people do all of the above because most of the people in the magic community are just geeks in general. And, you know, they they dig geeky movies, you know, superhero movies, or uh, you've got kind of a great mix of geeky topics. So I've always loved that about you guys. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, this uh, last Friday, we uh, babbled a lot about Ant-Man. So. Oh, right, right. How did you like that? Uh, I felt it was an all right movie. I mean, it was fine for doing, I mean, getting an origin story out there, but largely forgettable. I saw it. It built the universe and Marvel pretty cool. But beyond that, uh, I don't think I ever need to see it again. So, in other words, rave reviews from, from the Reverend Enfuego. Oh, yes. Enfuego, a little <laughs> warm on this one. <laughs> so, Jeebs, have you seen that yet? Because I know you watch, usually you get into the Marvel movies when they come out and stuff, right? Uh, Well, normally I do, but this movie I have pretty much zero interest in. Oh, oh, not a Paul Rudd fan? Is that what Yeah, you've on? really got to like Paul Rudd for this movie. <laughs> I have nothing against Paul Rudd. I don't I don't like either iteration of the character. I like the one Paul Rudd is playing even less. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, if they're going to have... It seems weird that they're going to introduce Hank Pym in a movie after Age of Ultron since, you know, he created Ultron. Like, right. If they wanted him in the universe, he, he probably could have done that. Uh, right, and then actually had him be the creator instead of Stark. Yeah. yeah. I get, like, I don't know. But once you get Hank Pym in there, there's this whole, like, wife-beating thing that goes on. So Well, I'm sure they you put it to a... that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could probably have him in there and not have wife-beating involved. I mean... I mean, that's pretty much his whole character. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I can say that's kind of funny that they have... Uh, well, it's probably not funny by now, but I've seen it a few times, is these little memes of like they take a picture of like a parking meter and then they take another picture close up and there's little ant-man and like some yeah. other, you know stuff like that's going around it's kind of fun. they had a uh, tiny tiny billboards that were just sitting in grass uh, around uh, san diego for the comic-con and stuff oh <laughs> nice nice yeah. yeah that's cool so okay bj shay's geek nation again you guys check it out are you guys on mtg cast i thought i saw you on there once. um i think i i think we said that they could do it i don't know if i've actually followed through with all the stuff okay uh, i'm incredibly terribly lazy motion <laughs> so that usually doesn't benefit but so yeah uh i need to talk with them and see if i get that up I, there. I thought you were at one point in time and anyone who doesn't know where i know him from it's the mtg cast 
listener appreciation event. It was in Seattle a few years ago. The original Monday Night Magic guy, which was Tom, was on it. And that's where I met BJ Shea. I met uh, the Rev. And we it was just a few of us. There wasn't that many, but a few of us got in from the podcasting community and uh, met there. And that was kind of before the Geek Nation started. That was right as you guys were creating it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And that really wasn't a whole lot of magic stuff at that time. Most of the time when I was doing magic at that point, it was on my old undead radio. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Is and that, that's not still going, is it? No, no. I decided to go away from that because most of the time we were just talking about magic anyway. So I decided just to be like, oh, this will just be our magic episodes instead. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. And, uh, anyway, so let's, let's get into some, some magic talk then. The there's not a whole lot of topics here. We put we put the call out, and the Twitter community kind of flaked on us a little bit, but that's okay because we still got a couple things. And also, and realistically, there's just not that much to talk about in Magic. It's kind of a dead time. So uh, we have the the duels of the Planeswalkers finally released on Steam, uh, <laughs> and then apparently broke an hour later. Is that's that's been taken care of? I'm seeing right, Jeeves. Um, probably, because I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I have actually no intention of playing, uh, duels, so... Okay, and is there a particular reason just because you're too good for that sort of thing? Basically. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's free-to-play, watered-down Magic Online. Is it free? Is this, is this Yeah, it's totally? absolutely yeah. free. They do the, the microtransaction. You can win coins or just buy them to get packs, to get cards. And... Okay. Yeah, we talked about this the other week. How it's the uh, it's the pay to win. Well, they, yeah, but they they did that on the previous versions, but you still had to buy in the initial investment too. So like you could. Well, still... no, the previous ones like it, the microtransactions were just letting you do more um, sealed decks. You couldn't no. actually. No. I don't think you could buy cards. Yeah, for you, your deck. well, yeah, you could. You could buy like each plane um, that you would go to. You could pay for those cards, or you can buy like a lump sum of like all the cards. If you paid like a ridiculous amount of money, considering how easy they are to the cards, uh, but yeah, you could actually do that because I unlocked all the cards in the set, but I didn't pay for it, right? But that was still an option that I had. Uh, Rev, did you did you are you playing this? Or are you planning on I've, this? Uh, I've been beta testing it for a while, uh, and it's always interesting when people are talking about the connection <laughs> problems and such because that's been an issue for a while. But I uh, I logged on today uh, and. Lost a couple times, which really just comes me off. So um, <laughs> I, I played, I think, like two games, and the computer just beat the crap out of me. And I was, um, but yeah, I, it's working now. But essentially, it's it's one of those things where if you have a friend who might be interested in playing Magic, go ahead and let them play it. But if you have any interactions with Magic Online, this thing is kind of frustrating because it's like the absolute opposite when you're uh, waiting for uh, triggers or waiting for um, phases to go because the magic online um, each one is at a stop and you can just stop right. them. yeah with this one you have to actively reach over and click for the to stop the timer so there's a ton of times where i've just been into combat and i want to play a fast effect like a, a pump spell and i just it just moves on to damage step and i'm like wait i just totally got boned oh yeah i'm sure and this was probably i'm guessing that like it defaults so when you first play it to needing to change a setting to be able to tap the land you want or you have to do some weird key combination to tap the yeah, land you want. Yeah, it, and it's like, yeah, in order to figure out which lands you want, you have to I don't even know what you do because I forgot <laughs> and I just like, well, whatever I'll just click it. This is like the most basic magic. If you want to play like five minutes and you just want to tap mana and cast creatures that you didn't have to bother to draft um, this is a, this is basically it. it's a it's a learning tool for new players, I feel, or if it's something, if you want to get that arcade thing, but you don't really want to put really a whole lot of thought into it. Right. And so it's basically, I mean, realistically, like, Duels has always been, it seems like it's made for a console. And yet it's yeah. kind of funny because it's not even available on the consoles yet, right? It is on the PlayStation. It is I, now? Okay. I think, no, you know, you're right. I think it's just on uh, iOS. So right. It's yeah. Well, and to, Steam now. And Steam oh, and now. And Steam if you yeah. want to have, yeah, if you have a console, you can still do it. Maybe do it with a controller. I've never actually tried. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. But yeah, okay. So duels, uh, hit and miss. Apparently, they didn't. They did a really weird release system this time, and so people are complaining about it. And I don't blame them. If you're a fan of duels and you wanted it on your console, you just have to wait longer, I guess. 
kind of weird. Also, I don't even know if they're releasing it for Android this time, but they had the previous version on Android. Uh, that I don't think's even been mentioned. Yeah, it's way secondary on their item list. I mean, right? They just—it's a pretty so shitty many... thing to play on your phone too. Anyway, I know like, but... it hogs the battery so oh, much. Yeah. Like I think I yeah. could get through like one game. And again, it's... the whole thing with like having to uh, like fr- you know frantically mash the button in order to like play something mid combat, like it's not good. Yeah, if you've got like a Galaxy Tab or something like that, I could see waiting for it and wanting it, but beyond that or just having an iPad, I don't find like those games, I don't find Hearthstone even worthwhile on like my phone. Um, Cuz it's so small. Yeah, it's just yeah. small and you're not I mean, I want to be able to at least see what's going on and my fat fingers, if I misclick or something, I just throw my phone. And I don't need that in my life. Realistically, even people that don't like like even people that love magic so much and they want to support it, I personally would recommend them go to Hearthstone over playing duels anyway, just because if that's your only choice, you should be playing paper or if you can stand the client magic online. Duels is duels is not as good as Hearthstone. Even if you don't even if you like like, you know, magic better than Hearthstone. It's a magic's a better game, but Hearthstone has a way better like client and it works better on all the machines and you can you know, your cards on one machine are there for you on the other machine. It's not Whereas, like, people that want to play duels on your computer, if they're playing it on their iPhone, it, that doesn't, like, cross over. So, like, your card collection is not the same. I don't know, just because it is online and based on that, so... Um, I know the, the previous... The answer is no. The previous versions, <laughs> the previous versions weren't that way. Like, like last year's, for instance, wasn't. Duels of the Planeswalkers wasn't that way. I played it on uh, my computer and on the Xbox. And they didn't cross over, so... Ah, okay. Yeah, that is definitely still an issue. I've seen a lot of people bitching about that. Okay. But honestly, I'm actually, I'm with you in terms of, like, if you're a fan of Magic, you should probably be playing Hearthstone instead of this, or even really Magic Online, even though I'm playing Magic Online while I say that. Um, (laughs) To be fair, I did also just update Hearthstone, but it was taking too long, which is why I joined the (laughs) draft. Um, yeah, that three minutes it takes to update Hearthstone, that is, uh, I mean, I, Dude, I haven't updated in, like, two years. I had to, like, <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, but no, it's, I'd still recommend playing Hearthstone, even if you want to play Magic, because the more people play Hearthstone instead of Magic, eventually they're going to have to accept that this is competition and have to actually fix Magic Online. Which would be amazing. See, that would yeah, be Yeah, like, ideal, competition obviously. is good for everyone as long as they actually know they're competing. Like, normally, the way competition works is it causes, you know, all the competing products to raise their quality and lower prices and whatnot. But that doesn't work when, you know, one of the products doesn't know it's in the race. Right. I'm pretty sure... But it is very losing. One of my favorite things about this conversation is I'm pretty sure I just saw uh, the Rev post that he... or tweet that he was done with Hearthstone and Blizzard products. Am I wrong about that? I hate Hearthstone. (laughs) I hate it with a passion. And it's just because I don't play it enough. So, like, I haven't won, like, a game in Arena in I don't know how long. And I'm just uber frustrated. You don't want to have to grind it out. Yeah. yeah. And the problem with me also with, like, virtual products, even though I just completely just built this new standard deck on Magic Online, is usually (laughs) I don't like to invest into digital objects. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lack of tangibility there that kind of annoys me. Um, and so while I, that's why I prefer to do paper project uh, products as well. Um, within Hearthstone, it's just like, uh, what am I doing with my money? <laughs> well, you don't like, have to invest. In I know, but then it's like, what am I doing with my time? My, time <laughs> and my money. <laughs> so it, it just gets into that point, And then I'm just like, losing all the time and i'm like you know screw this and then i rate. yeah that was my big problem getting into it and it's probably gonna happen again too like i don't want to invest money in fake cards yeah um but i don't want to sit there grinding gold and like because i don't own any cards like all of my cards are terrible i'm pretty sure so to even do like the basic challenges to get enough gold to do the arena because the arena is still fun but it is so hard to actually get into it yeah. once you're out of gold I'd have a lot more fun with it if I could. I need to like do watch some tutorials or something on how to draft. Like, and I, but I don't want to watch Hearthstone draft videos. What the hell? Like, it yeah. just seems Well, Candy I can actually me this great link where it right. just tells you what card to pick. Yeah, you you <laughs> literally like yeah you put in the card the, the the cards that are on the screen. You just put those in the thing, and you can see which one's the best card. <laughs> like, 
it just tells you this is the one you picked, right? So, I mean, it's huh. it's pretty sweet. It also tells you, like, classes, like, which class don't, you know, you want to pick Major Paladin if you have that ability because yeah. they have the best, like, cards in that class available. So, it, you know, it's just, it gives you, a, like, a good starting point. I've hey, gone nine you wins. send me that link. Send yeah, it to me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that link made me really happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I've gone nine wins, and I've only played four arena matches. And so, and considering I'd been told, like... That's pretty good. That's averaging more than two wins per match. That is yeah. impressive. No, whatever. Screw you. <laughs> no, not, I, nine and seven, and then I had two shitty classes that I only want, got three wins on. But still, it's, you know, generally, I think... I, I owe it all to that site, because I wouldn't have had a clue what I was doing um yeah anyway i i kind of glossed over this because i apparently can't read my show notes uh so so when did you start getting into like magic and uh, have you always been involved in like geek culture um yeah i mean like i started literally playing video games like when i was like four or five and my grandma had a tandy 1000 wait what took you so long to get started (laughs) <laughs> well, that was when I could actually play in a video game because we had a football video game for the team. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, I, uh, oh, okay. And so, yeah, that's when I started doing all that. But, I mean, this was a while back. With Magic, um, I started, oh, gosh, it, was, it wasn't it was when Ice Age was out because my buddy got a starter deck of Ice Age. Mm-hmm. So, 95? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, these are awesome, sweet, cool, you know, checking them out. And uh, eventually just got our own, my own starter decks and we started playing from there. Uh, and I've been playing ever since. Uh, wow. I took a, took a break during, like, Kamigawa and uh, got back in during, like, Alara and stuff. I didn't even really start playing again until the, the my boss, BJ Shea, uh-huh. um, he kept bugging me to go to pre-releases. He's like, come on, you want to get back into it? And I was like, no. Because <laughs> at that time, I was still playing a lot of uh, World of Warcraft. Like, I stopped playing Magic a lot of times for EverQuest and World of Warcraft. Right. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> hey, hey! I was the number one wizard on my EverQuest server. I'm, people still know me by my uh, character name. So. What's your character name? Veludar. There you go. So now, if you if you have a personal problem with Veludar, <laughs> then you know who to come to. There's some people. There's some people that really actually did, and it's pretty entertaining <laughs> on that point. Um, so yeah, uh, he got me back into it, and I kind of just fell forward into it, and I realized that in addition to my radio career, I could just you know have fun talking about it. Uh, so that kept me into it, even though I haven't been, been, you know, you can't get as into it as you were when you were like in your early twenties and you didn't have like obligations. Right. Time seems to get in the way of doing everything you want. Doesn't it? So I, yeah. So I've realized that I can spend a lot of time watching as well. Hell, just watching it on Twitch, uh, especially with the pro tour and stuff is really fun just to oh. be able to talk about the meta. Really? Oh, I love it, man. I just love watching it. I love, oh. uh, not having to lose when cool things happen, and I watch it on the screen, and I'm like, "Oh, this is great," because it's not happening to me, and I can just <laughs> be detached. Dude, from it. I love See, magic so much, and I would play magic like 40 hours a day if it was an option. I can't fucking watch it. Though. Well, that's the the problem is it's, it's so boring. It's and not even that for me, so man. Bad. It's not even that for me it, because I do like I seeing them and what they do and seeing interactions that maybe I didn't think of or just watching them play the. At, the best possible level is awesome, but the problem is five minutes into it, I'm like just I've, I'm jonesing for playing some magic. I I can't watch it without just needing to go play. It's that happens you, a lot with me too. Yeah, yeah, and listening yeah, I mean, to it's podcasts. Like, you get judged. like it's just hours of sitting there watching other people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, can with watch... judges, at least you can ruin their lives if uh, they do something wrong. Right, right, yeah, that's true. Oh, they don't have to do something wrong for me to ruin their lives. Uh, that's it's... the best part about being a judge. You are always right, <laughs> even when you're wrong. Which is most of the time for <laughs> But uh But, no, I mean, even with video games, like, I have friends and know, and have several people that I know that just love sitting there watching someone play video games. I can't do it. It drives me crazy. It's like, man. Some video like... games I can. Um, it really helps if they got a dynamic personality. Uh, Kenji is great. Um... Paul Chion is great when I'm watching them cube mm-hmm. because they're they're good enough that uh, usually they can uh, make a really awesome deck. Plus, they're uh, intriguing enough when they play. They're not just sitting there. Like, if someone's just mouth-breathing <laughs> into the microphone, right, right. Uh, silently drafting, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it so much. Um, but that also comes from the entertainer in your background in me, too. I kind of like and enjoy watching people do that and being right. able to entertain, so... 
as my skew that on it. That part's true. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely, if someone's entertaining, it's easier to watch, for sure. It also yeah. it varies a lot by game, too. Like, they had the uh, Summer Games Done Quick Marathon last week, and, you know, I actually wound up watching a lot more of it than I thought I was going to, even games like I had never played and didn't give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a matter of, like, platformers, I think, are really good for watching, because it's fast-paced, and they generally have a lot more cool tricks in them. Um, but then they did like a Chrono Trigger speed run, and I, like I can't watch, I cannot watch a speed run of yeah. a fucking RPG, except for like, <laughs> well, except for like the Pokemon one. They did, it was like catch all 151 Pokemon in Pokemon Blue, which obviously isn't possible without glitches because they're not all in there, and like you can't act, you're not supposed to be able to get Mew. Uh, so just seeing like the ridiculous people know this that are listening, I promise. You. <laughs> But like seeing the ridiculous glitches they did, uh, yeah, you've got to make it super fun. Yeah, it's nothing I would like. I would want to actually learn myself because it looked like it was a nightmare. But seeing that it existed, (laughs) it was actually really entertaining. So again, I I think it does vary a lot based on the individual game. I mean, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Uh, You know, I, I just, I don't know. It it always, regardless of what it is, it makes me want to do it. And that's the problem. (laughs) Screw you. So, it, I mean, seriously, it's like sports, anything, anything competitive, it just makes me want to do it. I just like to to be competitive, so that's my take on that anyway. Uh, okay, so we the next on the item on the agenda here is uh, Eldrazi and Pointless Speculation on, uh, what is it, what's it called, Battle for Zendikar? I'm so yeah, far behind yeah, right now. Very okay. good. <laughs> yeah, pretty impressive, huh? Okay, so so the Rev wanted to talk about this, and I know how much Jeeves loves speculating on sets that aren't out yet. So I'm really curious. No, I actually I actually have uh, speculation. I based on I set. noticed. I saw that on Twitter, and I was going to call you out on it, and I didn't because I'm nice, incredibly nice. Speaking of baseless speculation, though, uh, if you guys didn't see, because <clears throat> it was kind of like a secret announcement, they'll probably be in Arcana later in the week. They did announce the uh, 2015 Commander decks this week. Yeah. It's going to be enemy color decks, so you know what that means. Time for speculation on enemy fetch <laughs> Well, you excited? I, I'm hyped. They've got, I mean, if they're going to put it anywhere, they, they're going to put it in this, because they're not putting it in Zendikar. They're not putting it in either. I don't, you don't think so? You don't think they would even uh, throw a bone that way for those? No, there's no fucking way they'd put those in those decks. <laughs> Aren't they usually just like, uh, do they... They even put rare lands in there? I mean, we get our command towers, right? I want that. I don't have one of those yet. Yeah, I mean, they'll do rare lands, but, like, not good rare lands. Now they I, like, they're going to be, yeah, the, the some sort of, like, mismaze or Probably. Yeah, I mean, like, you'll get stuff like the, um, it's called Homeward Path and some of the, some oh, of the yeah. new lands. Like, there was a new Shaman land, uh, in, like, the, the, the ready deck, but. You don't get dual lands. And se- well, well, actually, well, you did. You got the uh, the the what's the Doran uh, the whatever the I can't even remember what that's called. Oh, uh, the silly the silly ones where it's like show an elemental or some crap. Yeah, the, show a tr- the tree. It wasn't murmuring Bosk in that in that set. No, are you sure? I swear to yes. God, it was. All right, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> with all due respect, where? what? Nothing. All right. <laughs> so okay, did you? Uh, it's going to be pain lands, by the way. It's going to be pain lands, and we're all going to be angry. That's the reality of the situation. Painlands? Nah, fetches. No, Murmuring Bosk wasn't from the Vault Realms. Oh, okay. That was yeah. driving me nuts. I had to look it up. I knew it was in something. Wanted it. He said so I could... Uh, that's not going to happen, but nice try. <laughs> so, okay. Any any speculation at all on the battle for Zendikar? Well, there's obviously uh, going to be Eldrazi, because the first card that we see from it isn't... Hmm. Well, yes. <laughs> that is a I good mean, point. The, the splash artwork for this set is fucking Ulamog. Obviously, there's going to be Eldrazi in it. Okay, so it so oh that's Ulamog in the, in the splash art you said. So yeah. are you going to speculate that it is actually Ulamog, or is this going to be another one where they change the cards a bit? I heard well, someone good. talking about be, Eldrazi a... Titan. Is that something that's supposed to be happening? Well, you know the Eldrazi Titans exist, right? I'm the. Do I know that they exist? What are the oh, Eldrazi no. Titans? Yes, the Eldrazi Titans are Ulamog, Kozilek, and Emrakul. Oh, that's what they're referring to. I don't consider those to be Titans. Titans usually like throughout. throughout well, the... that's their fucking name, whether you consider it to be or not. <laughs> okay, fair. Like fair. you're welcome to be, you know, wrong. Screw you. For... Well, I okay, okay, but the you're way fine. you're right, fine. So, okay, so, hold on. No, so, so Ulamog 100 percent is in the set. Uh, Ulamog 100 percent is going to be a different card. Okay, that's what not... I was asking. Annihilator is not going to be in the set. 
Annihilator. Yeah, there's no uh, way they're going to rebring that back. No way. A uh, lot of people liked Annihilator, um, yeah. particularly Cube, but more so people fucking hated it. They thought it was like the worst mechanic. It's super unfun. Well, uh, except for the fact that it makes sense with Eldrazi because Eldrazi are these huge, like, larger than life dudes, right? Yeah, and that's why they did it, but then they realized that it was super unfun. So, but again, th- the problem right now is. Uh, Ulamog's the only one that we actually know is still on Zendikar. We don't know if Kozilek and Imrakul are actually still there or not. Okay. It's like, they're not planeswalkers. They, the Eldrazi live in like the space between planes. So basically if like the planes are all, were like a bunch of islands in the ocean, like the Eldrazi are sea monsters, essentially. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and the Oblivion Sower, the preview card in the dual deck, is actually part of uh, Ulamog's brood, so that doesn't actually give us any clues either, unfortunately. Uh, mm. But what he does as a card could give us clues. So Annihilator is super unfun, and they're definitely not going to do it again. Uh-huh. But where he exiles cards from your library, or your opponent's library, rather, um, that could be their new version of Annihilator, where instead of annihilating their permanents, you annihilate their library. Okay. And then that opens, like, where the Eldrazi... Um, I'm sorry, where the Oblivion Sower lets you play the lands from that, like the Titans could let you all play different spell types, like Ulamog could let you play all the creatures, and Kozilek could let you play all the, like, instants and sorceries. And I don't know that they would do something, like, that simple, but maybe. It also makes them all a lot more powerful if instead of, if they all have some sort of Annihilate library ability, because then the fact that you're able to play everything from Exile, not just the ones they Exile, makes a lot more sense. So are you just speculating on this Annihilate the Library ability, or is this something that you've actually heard is happening? No, we don't know. This is just speculation, but it makes a lot of sense in terms of a way that they can fix Annihilator um, and helping explain why that card that's revealed is Mythic. So Rev, what do you think? Do you think this sounds reasonable or sounds like, you know, BS? No, this absolutely sounds reasonable. I mean, uh, when you preview a card like this, it's there's a specific reason why this card is going to be on it. It shows the mechanic of what they're trying to get across um, and showing at least one way that they can do it. And I definitely see that they could do it some other way. I don't know if it would be creatures or how they would get about it. Um, one thing I noticed, though, is kind of interesting is that six mana is definitely an affordable cost for an Eldrazi, especially for a 5-8, even at Mythic. So... Um, I don't know if we're going to necessarily, necessarily see like 9 and 10 casting costs Eldrazi. Yeah, almost uh, definitely. You think so? Yes. You I, think I they're think going Ulamog, to be that high? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think at least Ulamog, if all three Titans are there, all of them I think are going to be 10 or more mana again. Because um, hmm. like this, at 6 mana, it's very affordable, but it also ramps you, which indicates that... I think that indicates that there's going to be a lot of Eldrazi that costs more than 6. Oh, okay. I guess uh, that makes sense, yeah. And, like, that also, I mean, yeah, 5-8's aggressive for 6 mana, but it's not mythic aggressive. And that ability, if you're, if there's no reason you need more than 6 mana consistently in draft, there's no reason that would be mythic. Uh, like, in a vacuum, there's no fucking reason that card should be mythic. So it has to be mythic because of what's happening in the Battle for Zendikar draft format. Because it is very much, like, limited base that is making this mythic. So it, it has to be, I mean, again, it's an aggressive, or, aggressively costed body uh and the fact that it can ramp you has to be really relevant okay well i mean i guess that makes sense it's fair so <laughs> what <laughs> of course it makes sense well you don't always make sense i can't help it man. yeah i do but that's okay and did you have anything else that you were you were uh wanting to think about there rev any other ideas no i mean it's kind of at this point this is all we really have to go on with that is just to see about the Eldrazi, other than the fact that evolving wilds is also in the set Ooh. oh i'm i'm pretty thankful of, for that actually i haven't been able to complete my playset so <laughs> although actually <laughs> um one other thing about that dual deck though both of those face cards are really good like foil avenger uh, foil avenger of zendikar is amazing for edh mm-hmm. and this oh, yeah. card's going to be great for edh too like, Solemn, uh, Solemn Simulacrum, people put in pretty much every EDH deck. That's four mana to ramp you one. Like, six mana to ramp you multiple? Potentially, like, a lot. Well, he's already been in EDH decks before, though. And no, no, no. I, but I'm, I'm saying both of these are going to be... I mean, Avenger already is. I'm saying the Oblivion Sower. Um, at first, I wasn't impressed. I actually think it's going to be a really big EDH card. Right, right. So I think getting the foils cheap... Uh, in these decks is going to yeah, be a really true. good. That's true. That's true. 
anything with a with an easy exile effect, like an Una deck, was going to love this. But I mean, it's colorless; it can fit into everything. That's a good point. Did you have more speculation you wanted to do on these on these decks, Jeeps? There's something else that was you know really itching at your mind there. Um, I think that's. I mean, I'm not going to speculate on what's inside the deck. I want I you to now because mm-hmm. you really invest. I'm invested in what you're saying. So. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. And you're, now you're just going to leave me hanging, is what you're telling me, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I there's nothing else to say about the... That, you know what, that's a whole lot from these decks, like... Yeah, I know. The last one we had fucking Zergo, which told us nothing, and then the one before that had uh, Polychronos, which... It gave us monstrosity, but... Right. But, you know, beyond that, there wasn't a whole lot, because we already knew the set was Greek-themed. Right. Or Greek-mythologies-themed, so... Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let's move on to some community suggestions here. There are a few good ones and a few bad ones, oh, so... Well. Yeah, like, did nothing else happen? Well, there this, was is, like a this Protor is something. something right? this is, look, Angelo brought up the fact... All right, that's actually good. Who, and this is Gongsuou, whatever, on Twitter. He always... That name. Uh, anyway, so he said no more seated packs at three releases. That's the thing he thank wanted us to talk y'all. about. Yeah, thank goodness on that. Yeah. I, every part of that sentence makes me happy, even though it's like four words. That's the funny thing about <laughs> this topic specifically. It's not really that controversial. I don't... Most players, I think, are happy to, right? Unless you're a total noob, but then you didn't know it was there to begin with, so... Yeah, if you were a total noob, you were just getting fucked over by the packs, most likely, anyway. <laughs> I know, all the yeah. better players were getting, like, much better decks than you had. Right, and they're still gonna get better decks. It didn't really matter. Nothing changed for them, right? They're gonna lose if they get the pack. They're gonna lose if they get the seated pack. It doesn't matter, because they're new, and they're just learning to play. It was fun so. for, like, flavor reasons, uh, right. Just for like, like pick your guild. Okay, cool. Pick your clan. Cool, awesome. Yeah, sweet. it was fun for that set, and then never. Yeah, <laughs> when it's just like, oh, pick a color because uh, it's your favorite <laughs> color. Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, shut up, just stop. And the worst part is, is it just hamstrung you if you opened up your other five packs and it was totally not the colors that you're in. Or you wanted your favorite color, and that was already taken because that was the color. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. oh, cool, I get to be black. Yeah, the limitedness. Oh, yeah, it actually bred a little bit of... It was kind of weird because it was a segregation thing, and just based on which colors you liked. But it was also, like, it was pretty terrible because one of them... Uh, God, it was uh, the just last... Just for the record, I don't approve of segregation. <laughs> I, would, I would hope not. That I don't approve of that because Except I was against saying... blind people, right, Jeeves? They don't need to be segregated. They just can't play magic. Whatever. Anyway, go ahead, Rev. So, I know. And he, yeah, and he says that's marked cards. We've been through this. In <laughs> fact, at that listener appreciation event is where I brought up the blind guy that was playing cards, and then Jeeves has just been going off on it ever since. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I just remember one time where I was literally the only person playing red, and the only time, reason why I wanted the stupid thing was because it was foil. It was the dragon from one of the... And I was just sitting there by myself. I knew I'd pick the worst color. And I knew I was just going to go 0-2 and go home. But I wanted that foiled dragon for my stupid commander. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, you're playing red? I'm like, yes. Yes, I'm playing red. Leave me alone. <laughs> I know I'm going to lose, but I'm playing red. I yeah. want that card. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, well, so I... I Angelo, not the best topic for controversy, but still at least you had something we were all interested in. Um, I do we care about PT or uh, about Pro Tours and where they're going to be? This I I'm in the Seattle area and I didn't make it up to Vancouver, but that's because I'm too lazy to get even uh-huh. an extended ID to get through there. But eh, I mean, Pro Tours I I find are fun to watch and it's kind of fun to watch all of the the speculation on card prices go through the roof because the pros are playing in a very uh, I it's it's like a limited environment. Because they're right. just looking for this one specific meta, and they're trying to meta against everyone else. So it's funny to see decks that I just don't think are ever going to be really good get a ton of hype. Okay. Um, yeah, I will, well, a big part of that is because every pro because the pro tours are always right after a set release. Mm-hmm. So whenever whenever the format changes drastically, um, there's always a huge emphasis towards aggro. Oh yeah. Be- like just because aggro deck. Well, one because aggro decks are easy, and two in an unknown format. You you know it's better to be bringing threats rather than trying to play control and have answers because you don't necessarily know what answers you, like what you need answers to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then that's how you get those fucking like weird control decks where 
somehow fucking uh, Pearl Lake Ancient is a card, except it's not because it's bad. <laughs> right. I, I've seen your hate recently on Twitter. <laughs> oh, Jeebus no, hating I was, I was on something? Actually, what? Again, I was actually excited about um, that aspect of it. Like, I get kind of excited at watching people waste their money. Most of my hatred was directed at this. So I knew Hangerback Walker was going to explode again. So it's like, well, I should get my four foil ones, you know, on like last Wednesday night I ordered them. And someone waited until like Sunday after, you know, the top eight when it had doubled in price to be like, oh, by the way, we're canceling your order. Yeah, like, that was my anger. And yeah. I, had mul- I had messaged them multiple times during the week too, like, are you sending this? Are you sending this? And if they had just said no, like, okay, you're a douche, but at least I could reorder it at the same price. Yeah, totally. But That's fair. That did not happen. What did not happen? Me reordering it oh, at the same. Oh, okay, place. okay. I thought there was more to this story. So, uh, okay, that's that's cool. The one thing that bothers me, I don't. Did we ever talk on this show about the fact that the PTQs went from being, you know, a win and in to being like a win and then maybe a win in, depending on whether or not you win the next one. Now that it's PT, oh, okay. it's Pro PTQ. Tour qualifier qualifiers, you know. Oh. Yeah, we've talked about PPTQs before. I can't remember or not because I, it, that annoys I mean, me more stupid. than anything. I don't know what else there is to say about yeah, them. Yeah, I know. It just it bothers me. But it was cool to see, like, on this last P- Pro Tour that, uh, like, KYT and Spencer, people in the podcasting community are actually in there and, you know, participating in the Pro Tour. That was pretty, pretty, I'll give them a little mini shout out there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I hate the Pro Tour qualifier qualifier thing. That's stupid. And so. I do not support that, FYI. I It's kind of weird on our side because I don't have necessarily a huge problem with them, but that's only because I live in Seattle where we have, literally you can have one, multiple ones on oh, a specific weekend. So there's a glut of them. But when these are like people's only tournaments that they mm-hmm. can go to, that's when I don't have a, it's not cool. Like if you're in any area that only gets one of these and you still got to drive 45 minutes for it, right. that sucks. Right, but you still used to have regular PTQs, though, fairly uh, frequently, didn't you? Oh, yeah, we totally did, yeah. And it was like we would have them, you know, once a month or once every other month or so, depending on whichever place wanted to run them. Right. And it's a lot easier, I think, for someone to make it to one of those once than to have to make it to a PTQ or a PPTQ, and then if they happen to get lucky enough to win, then have to go to another one to have any shot at getting in, right? Yeah, they're basically, well, they tried it before with other events, but this is essentially like a satellite event while they do what they would do for any sort of poker thing. But it just, it doesn't work for this game. I just don't, I don't like that you have to get, because it's all about luck anyway. Right. Like, the matchups have to work out. You're, you know, you can't get mana screwed, you know, in addition to actually having to play the games. There's just so much luck factor. It doesn't make it worthwhile. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't, in my opinion, because, you know, you happen. It just it used to be what it used to be one way to get in the PTQ. You'd win and you'd be in. And now you have to do that twice in a row in order to make it. And that's just messed up for people. The 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 ability for, uh, you know, your average Joe to make it to a pro tour off of that now seems to have diminished significantly. And I that kind of bothers me. But um, OK, so in. Apparently, uh, random K Ho Kim. Yeah, well, I just, I just wanted to say one other thing about that. Like, because okay. he was mentioning that it sucks if, like, that was your only tournament, you know? Mm-hmm. If, if they, uh, whereas in Seattle, there's a glut of PPTQ, so it's easy to get in there. Um, I actually, there's a glut of them around here as well. There's, like, multiple every weekend, I'm pretty sure. But it's still worse because now I know there's so many of them, I don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah, that's a big <laughs> like one, too. When there were PTQs, it was a big deal. People were like, oh, are you going to the PTQ? And I would say yes. That's how I find out about tournaments, because I don't sit at my computer all day Googling, like, where were events happening. But now if I want to go to a PTQ, I have to do that to find out where the fucking PPTQs are so I can <laughs> actually go to it, because it's not a big deal, and they're all, like, 8 to 10-person events, and so which is even more incentive for people not to tell me about it. Are they seriously? Sometimes wow. they can't Some be, yeah. Like, wow. even around here, where there is a shitload of them, like, yeah, some of them are that small. Oh, man. Okay. We, uh, we had one that was at a toy store in their secondary building where they host <laughs> Lego parties. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was the most horrendously run event that I'd ever been. 
Plus, I guess got totally blown out because it was a sealed event and I played against people who had cards and I did not. So that just kind of added to my rage on that. But it was just like, you don't know what you're going to get into. And a lot of times these people will get these tournaments thinking that, oh, yeah, these are like our FNMs or these are like our, you know, Saturday fun get together play groups. And it's it's kind of disheartening when they oh. can just kind of give it to whomever and you're asking the TO questions and they're like, hmm. Now you just made me think even worse of it because at least but before I thought there's supposed to be a level two judge thing, and that's another thing. Like <sighs> a level two judge is a requirement. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I really saw, I thought these were like pro tour qualifiers for to get to the pro tour qualifier. I didn't know this was like an F and M to get to the pro tour qualifier. That's just ridiculous that oh these things are annoys yeah, the, the hell most out of, of me the runs around here are smaller than our fnm was wow that's just awful like they're probably not quite as soft but well depending you know. i'm sure that just your average person well, yeah they might be you I know. Don't know uh yeah okay well cool so i'll get out of the question i was starting to ask random okay. k hope uh which on twitter which is kim h said in honor of reverend and fuego being on who has it better in terms of magic play, East Coast or West Coast? Rev, I'm going to ask you that because uh, I, you know, you know the Seattle area, and I'm assuming that well, I know the magic scene over there is really cool. You guys have Card Kingdom and things. So what? What do you have? You been to the East Coast? I mean, this seems like an odd question. The, the last time I was in the East Coast, um, God, it was um, oh man, ninety eight, ninety nine. So, uh, but so the magic scene wasn't very big. I guess. It wasn't, but it was still pretty good. I mean, this is the time when Finkel. Um, well, nineteen ninety nine, the East Coast was like everything was on the East Coast. Like there all was of a the lot here, and it was. I mean, this was seriously like I remember going again to uh, I, it was just a PTQ and watching Finkel with his weirdly dyed hair, uh, <laughs> crushing just. This kid was just sat down and he was just like, I want to play you until I beat you. And the whole time we were there, this kid was just playing Finkel, not wow. beating him. <laughs> um, so when I, when I actually lived over there for a while, that's kind of where I upped my competitive game a little bit. And I realized mm. that I just can't make a stupid deck with Forbid and Arcane Laboratory because I think it's going to be sweet because then I'll just die to a turn three bottle gnomes. Right. <laughs> so you'd uh, say East Coast then? East Coast is pretty strong with that. Um, I haven't been back, obviously, in, you know, uh, it's over 15 years. Um, but where I learned to play the game over on the West Coast and have fun and be like, hey, laid back, um, just, you know, play how I want to play. I actually learned to play more competitively on the East Coast. So that's okay. kind of how I feel about Depends it. Depends on how you play, right, is what you're yeah. saying, basically. Yeah. Well, I know that, like... Also, like, Channel Fireball is mostly West Coast, right? Like, California. Yeah, they're and so cow. Yeah, so, so... All right, so, you well, you live on the West Coast. Uh, I I live on the East Coast, so I could actually, you know, give a take on this as well. I wasn't really interested in your opinion. Uh, right. Well, okay, okay go ahead. give it anyway. All right. All you agreed right. to do you, the show. Well, right? you would say because you live there, it's obviously better, but we all know that's bullshit. No, you guys have it way better. Are you kidding me? Okay, tell me why. What the fuck is over here? Like... <laughs> <laughs> New you... York, that's a city. I've heard that New York uh, is some of the worst, uh, uh, worst places to play Magic, and I've seen like the the pictures talk... stuff on Reddit. I was yeah, assuming I mean, New York that is the not question so much was city. like Magic play, as in like like the competitive side of things, like the better players are or whatever. But maybe I'm wrong. It says who has it better in terms of Magic play? So I guess you could be right. It could be like stores or. So are you saying that your sucks, Jeeves? No, not at all. Okay. Um. I am saying everywhere in New York sucks, though. And New York City is not actually a city. It's actually just the asshole of America. I'm pretty um, sure that's and, not accurate. No, it is. Fuck New York. But, no, you like, you guys have everything way better. Like, yeah, there's a lot of the, like, good legacy players live over on the East Coast. Yeah, which would of... be Which would be great if there was any... Legacy. Uh, yeah, if there was tournaments. any actual, you know, push for legacy events. Star which... City Games, man. Come on now. Yeah, what do they do, like, three a year now? <laughs> yeah, those are totally taken a backseat. So. Yeah. Yeah, like, the you know, before we at least had that to rely on, you know, I could get to a couple legacy events every year, like in Worcester and Providence, but now those are gone. Mm -hmm. So now there's, like, one legacy Grand Prix in America each year, and it's in fucking Columbus. Like, you guys have so much more stuff over there. Like we have, I have a buddy who keeps on getting me to try to go to all the legacy events like we've got like card kingdom and uh, uh both sides the one in bellevue and the mox boarding house 
and uh, the one just in Seattle. They just fire off legacy events weekly, and I'm just like, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> How is that new card kingdom, by the way? Is it is it equivalent um, at all to the other one? Uh, Mox boarding is amazing. It's, is it? Uh, first off, you're it's. It's an open area tournament, um, so it's got high ceilings and like actual windows. Okay, sweet. So you can see outside, and uh, the uh, the air filtration's amazing. You're not in a basement dealing with a bunch of sweaty nerds. At least, <laughs> at least it's uh, you know out in the open, right? And it's they've got the same deal, just bigger. Like they have over on the other side with uh, the whole restaurant. Oh, okay. They have like a mox cafe set up over mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yep. And it's, it's bigger. They've got a lot of room. Um, so yeah, I went actually, speaking of legacy, went there for one a couple, well, a couple of months ago now, I guess. Jeez. Um, but it was fun and it was awesome and it was for a charity cause. And that was the last time I played legacy. Um, but yeah, it, the, the setup there is pretty awesome in the, those terms. That's one thing you're missing out on, Jeeves. You may have nice, you may have pretty decent magic places there, but friggin' card kingdom is amazing. So. No, I'm saying you guys have it better. No, I'm saying that we have it better. <laughs> right. No, you guys have stuff like that. Like, to, to me, I think the difference, a big part of it is how much Wizards cares, too. Because, again, like, you guys have GP Vegas every time that's going to happen. Which Well, that's sucks. not really us. I mean, I know that we're West Coast, but that's still, like, not exactly, like, just down the block from me. Or well, it depends like where on the coast you live for... For most people over there, that's driving distance. Like, if I wanted to drive there, that's, like, three or four days. Yeah. Like, that's still, I like, that, realistically two days or one solid straight-through drive for us. I've done the road trip to Vegas, and I'd just rather fly in right. two hours. Right. Well, yeah, yeah you're the furthest possible point, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the West Coast. But, like, to me, I think uh, the biggest way to see the difference in how much uh, Wizards cares between West Coast and East Coast and I understand it's easier because they're over there, but, like, look at the difference between Wizards at PAX Prime and PAX East. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I got my like, press badge. For oh, I hate you so bad, man. I just, uh, yeah, I just sent uh, the email to our guys finding out when the party is, but generally they always have the party on the Saturday, so. Yeah. Yeah, like, you guys, like, they I'm have always, the party like, five seconds late at getting the PAX uh, <laughs> ticket. Every time I go, it's like, I thought I, I was right on time. Nope, sold out. Okay, cool. I mean, you can always get them on the secondary market. That's an option. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really want to pay that much. It's not really the option. That's basically the mandatory. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. It's true. Okay, cool. Well, so another question um, that was asked was about the Community Cup. The question is Community Cup. Oh, yeah, that's a thing that we should be talking about, I guess. The Community Cup, the silence, and who would nominate? Who would you nominate? I don't know what the silence is, but this is also from so. Uh, the well, silence... normally... Oh, hey, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> nice okay uh rev go for it what's the silence uh the silence was just they hadn't been talking about it so people just thought that they had gotten uh, rid away of, with it yeah they just silently uh got rid of it um they came out and said that that wasn't the case but beyond that i'm not too sure if i uh if there was any more word on it at this point huh do they still and yeah call like by the now Eric, aka ham cast cup or did... uh i think <laughs> i don't know <laughs> okay so go ahead, Jeep. Um, well, yeah. So by now they've normally already had the nominations, and we know who's going, which is why the fact that they haven't even mentioned or hadn't even mentioned if it was happening was so disconcerting to everyone. Well, we already knew it was happening. You've already gone off on the fact that an electoral, except your electoral vote is like that was for the Pro Tour. Oh, was that the Pro Tour? I thought you said that was yes. the Community Cup. I swear to God, no. I thought that. Okay, so... Do you even listen to the show that you're on, like, when it's happening? No, I really don't. Not when you're talking. When you're talking, it's like the Charlie Brown mom, and I just hear the wah, wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... Need a plunger so I can make that sound? Is this... So, (laughs) do we have the the vote again, where that doesn't really count? Like, when I pimped you out, and everyone was voting for you, and you still didn't end up on there? Is that... Is that still happening? Yeah, no, that's that's still gonna happen. We can, still gonna we be can nominate you matter. via like a bug list or reporting, you know, uh, <laughs> a, an error list or whatever. That's cool. Okay. Oh my god, that's right. The last year it was bug yeah, report. Yeah, it was like bugs or like reporting bad behavior <laughs> oh, that or whatever. Was so good. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we are still gonna have that, and as always, the votes will be uh, very very legitimate and everything is going to come down to the voting that's going to sure the voting by by the... i don't think they i don't even think it says that you know 
is determined by voting, but I don't I don't think But why do. even put in suggestions because really you don't it doesn't influence anything, right? When it comes uh, right down it, to I it. mean it's I don't like, think it does at all, honestly. Well, we've done voting for like our radio stuff and we basically said, you know, it doesn't determine it, but you can also kind of see who's gonna be popular and what's gonna get views. If you can see someone is actually getting legitimate votes from the from the community at large right. and they want to see them, that could influence it. But they say that just so they can't, you know, yeah, totally just get bug list and find a script to put in 75,000 votes for one person, you know. Oh, no, what I meant by that when I said that was the fact that you are actually reporting, like, voting for your Community Cup nomination through, like, the trouble ticket. Like, you're reporting, <laughs> like, a, like, a problem with <laughs> with Magic. See, yeah. I have a problem. My, my favorite <laughs> player is not in the Community Cup. Right, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, okay, well, who would you nominate, G? Me. See, I would normally go that route, but you're in, in like, last year or whenever. Well, last year I didn't want to go that route. Uh, Two years Uh ago. Two years ago when I was supporting you and trying to get you in there. I would have gone that for sure. You had bro deals you'd started. You were always playing constantly. You, you know, you podcast. Right, but they've, they've made it clear at this point that it's not actually about your um current contrib- contributions or nece- it's not even necessarily about actual contributions to magic online it's not so, about magic online at all anymore oh not particularly no it's not because you don't even have to have played magic online to be nominated for right that it's now. it's almost a uh, giant farce is what you might say uh, <laughs> <laughs> well but, i i just think I, but no i mean given the you know, given that the Magic Online achievements they list are often like five, six years old, like why the fuck not? Like I've done stuff. For yeah. Magic oh, I Online. think. I, yeah. Right. I agree. and like honestly, there's only so much you can do. Like I would be doing a lot more if their client would let me. They won't let me. Like I know, I'm playing that's right the way now, I feel. but I can't stream it. Right. I, know I would that like too. to stream it. I miss streaming, but yeah. they don't want me to stream. Well, I mean, I <laughs> I feel the same way, man. So okay. Well, I would I would have voted for you for sure. I don't know if I would now, but I would have definitely in the past. It, but the thing is, is like again, they know they know you, and Ew. they they know what you bring to the table, and that's why you would never get in there. But but Rev, do you have a, a vote? A, like, do you have an opinion on someone that you think should be in? Uh, I've been to those before um, as media just to watch it go down, and they're all super fun, and I love that sort of thing. But I don't, I don't know, like you said, I don't know what their criteria is. And to that end, I don't, as much as I like watching um, a lot of, uh, a lot of people who stream and a lot of do that stuff, I don't have any vested interest in having them participate in this event. Right. Uh, you can just get a bunch of random people and say that they've done stuff for the community. And I'm like, cool, whatever. Let's watch them do goofy formats. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, for that, um, Beyond like like the uh, the wizards community, any time that I can watch Aaron Forsyth uh, trash talk people, um, it's pretty <laughs> entertaining in my end because he's still a pretty salty dude. So um, that's and usually and it's funny too because he fucking he trash talks a lot. Like oh, he yeah. is a giant fucking troll. Yeah, it's, but, and it's great. He, well, that's why he, he puts up with you. No, he like he's the reason. I'm pretty sure he's like single handedly keeping me out. No way. No. he, Dude, he actually has conversed with you on Twitter. I can't say that about yeah. a lot of people, but I've actually seen seen him I think respond like to you. Every person, or like the majority of people at Wizards have conversed with me and followed slash unfollowed me at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they have definitely been doing both. Uh, yeah, I have. I have about that. But anyway, we'll pass on that for now. So... Okay, let's let's move on from the community cup. We realize we don't have a lot of say, and some of the people that I would end are have already been right. So like Marshall, for instance, so just saying, he's been in there. What was that? I'll say you. Good. Yep, you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging me <laughs> and Norbert. You and Norbert the same day, dude. You oh, guys should God. be in there for sure. Okay. I think Aaron's afraid. I think that's what he is because he knows that I will fucking like trash talk him. So well, hard. you would not, dude. You'd be the same like friggin' nice guy that you are anytime. Okay. Rev, this do, do you? I, I'm sure you don't because you're a pretty busy guy. But you've never probably really even listened to this podcast. Uh, of course, I listen to it all the time. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> good. 
Okay, so, so Just there's... say you don't care about us or our show. It's okay. He has a tendency to have these people that he has these long-standing feuds with that he doesn't even realize he has feuds with. And we had one of the guys on the podcast. We've done this multiple, like, multiple times. Multiple, so multiple times. But we had this one guy just recently, like, and he's been back. He's been on twice now. Say it's, it's Jason Alt. It's Jason. No, I'm saying, I'm, I know that. But, I mean, do you, do you know who Jason Alt is? Yeah, I know Jason. Okay, yeah. so Jason's, Jason apparently had a long-standing feud with Jeeves that he didn't even know about. And then he comes on. I knew he hated me for some reason. Yeah, he hated him. Was. And then they we just had an awesome podcast. And then the next week he came on and had another awesome podcast. And, like, I don't know where the, like, feud's supposed to be. But yeah. really. Well, again, he said, like, I shit all over him when he was yeah, just starting I out. Know. But, like, but, like, you were just starting out. You probably said something stupid. And I told you you said something stupid. Because <laughs> you didn't know better right, yet. Right. And that's how you learn. <laughs> and it turns out that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, like, generally people just get offended by you because they don't get you, and then they just like hate you forever. Even though really you're, you're, if they'd actually like talk to you like in real life instead of just seeing your your trolling Twitter feed, then they they don't love. troll people. You do too, please. No, I take offense to that. Okay, we'll be offended then. See, I'm I'm the toxic guy now. Okay, all right. So. <laughs> So Zeke Town on Twitter, which is Zeke Sage of Stone, apparently. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I do know Zeke Town though, and he he said pros and cons of the promotional tour. This is our last topic. I don't even know what he said. The promotional tour. He, yeah, he was, he was. Hey, can I ask you an unrelated question? Unrelated to his question. Yep. In what scenario in a booster draft where you know your opponent has a really good deck? Do you keep a one land hand on the play with no like one drops? Never. Anytime you're my friend Tracy, which is also okay. the reason why I've never actually lost a game. In, all right, because like, I'm all. like really destroying this person. Yeah, that's generally all right. It, it, there are certain people that you can tell never keep that, and they'll do it anyway, just because they're like, "Oh man, this hand, this that's, hand." That's the greatest thing in human nature is the ability to say "fuck you." <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I mean, I like, do what I want. <laughs> no one in this pod's gonna beat my deck anyway, so it doesn't matter. But like, <laughs> oh my! No, God. I have like I, my deck is like nothing but elves, and then like pack three, I got like seventh pick shaman of the pack and eighth pick. Yeah, Dwinen. but that's when you get like, mad. Uh, eighth pick Dwinen? What the hell happened? Uh, I took all the elves in packs one and two. Oh, okay, they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Be- so they're like, oh, this well, is I guess, where uh, you this say this good. though, and you get mana screwed like on game three, and then you don't. Well, win, game one of the you like the first game of the entire event, I mulled to one, and then I just stopped <laughs> the guy. Game never two mind. Two. Okay, fine, whatever. Okay, <laughs> unbeatable. All right, that's cool. Well, hey, I don't really have anything more to talk about. As much fun as it's been to have you on, Rev. You know, I'm sure you're like, yeah, right. I do professional podcasting, and I really don't want to <laughs> deal with you guys anymore. <laughs> But, no, uh, don't worry about that. It's like I told you, man. Like any t- chance to get to I'm talk worried. about magic, I fucking love. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's, like that and my old basically high school years of EverQuest. Don't give me another. <laughs> um, that and magic, I can always talk uh, talk about. Well, you're you're welcome anytime, man. It was good to talk to you, and it's been a long time. So it's like I said, good to wrap a bit. Absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, where can they reach you and the podcast again, just so that, you know, in case anyone wants to write this down now that the podcast's coming to an end here? Yeah, uh, you can go and you can find all of our podcasts at www.bjgeeknation.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter just at bjgeeknation. Uh, if you search for Facebook, just <laughs> Geek Nation. Anything like that. Seriously, if you just Google it, you'll find it. It's really easy. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at RevNFuego. Um, and all those links are at the Geek Nation as well. So. And I'll link them in the show notes too, just so you know, but I just wanted you to be able to put it out there. Yeah. Uh, Jeeves, where are you? And by the way, why did you interrupt him with laughing? Is your opponent that bad? It was his response after. So it's, he's actually a super friendly guy. Um, <laughs> like, well, he was super friendly, so I was. He was super friendly, so that's going to be like, why did you keep that hand, you fucking moron? Um, <laughs> apparently, the reason he kept it was he had uh, Herald of the Pantheon and Sphinx's Tutelage. Except, like, my deck is, like, hyper aggro, so Sphinx's Tutelage isn't good enough to beat me. Um, but that was, like, the last thing he played before he died. And oh, he was... <laughs> action. Okay. But, yeah, he was like, oh, you know, nice deck of games. Yeah, Mill is more of a skill game anyway. Oh, <laughs> that was what made me laugh. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, okay. That's right. You wow. Because you have more skill. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Oh, yeah, you're a chump. 
Okay, cool. Where are you, Jeebs? Where can they find you, man? In my bed. In his bed. They can find you. Can find him in his bed, Boston. No. Just go to Boston. <laughs> yeah, just Google my bed in Boston. <laughs> yeah, me. yep. Safe search on. <laughs> Doctor underscore Jeebus everywhere with two e's, except on League of Legends because someone took his name for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, PlayStation Network. And PlayStation. PlayStation Network. Network I'm also Doctor Jeebus actual because <laughs> someone stole my name. You couldn't think of a better name than Doctor Jeebus Actual. Like you couldn't even go with the real Doctor Jeebus or something like everyone else does. No, because it sounds like I'm I'm the commander on like a warship. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, this is Jeebus Actual. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. And uh, tangent dyn everywhere. If you wanna, you know, join the Hearthstone community, tangent number fifteen eighty. And check out Hearthstone Revolution, my new Hearthstone podcast. Maybe I'll actually learn something from this stupid game. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. great, wonderful game. And I linked you that in the... Uh, yeah, I saw that. Okay. I already favored thing that out. Cool. All right, anyway, guys, until next week, I think we're done here, so we are out. Later. Suckers, chucks, so hum MCs, you can't rock the game, so go cut the cheese. Take this application to rhyme like these. My rap train hot 110 degrees. So don't stop facing, I'll stop placing. Bet on that you'll be disgracing. You and your mind from my beat from my rhymes. A time for a crime that I can't find. I show you my gun, my oozy ways to come because I'm public enemy number one. One.